Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Right down the east coast of Australia and across the SEN network. Welcome to the summer run home on SEN. Yeah, it's the second hour of your summer run home for a Thursday afternoon with thanks to Hyundai and Blunston. If you missed the first hour, well, we had a cracking first hour. We put our smoking pole in the field. Uh, we're asking you where the uh, the next NRL team should be, the expansion team. Uh, so if you want to participate in that, the poll is still live at Joel Fletch SEN on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can check out, if you've missed anything though, you can check out the Run Home with Joel and Fletch podcast. Subscribe at Apple, Spotify or wherever all good podcasts are downloaded. Still plenty coming up on the show later. We're going to chat to uh, Sydney Thunder uh, fast bowler Gorinda Sandu. Uh, but right now, uh, we've got a real treat. Now, Philby. Yes, mate. You've been doing great all week. Well, thank you. Mate, and it's been so much fun working with you, but you've had one issue with me. <laughs> yeah, you hog the strike a bit. I do. Yeah. I, I hog the strike a little You're bit. You're also, like, as soon as it gets to the fifth ball, you offer a quick single, so you get the strike at the next over as well. And I don't get to do all that stuff you do at the start, which is fine, because I wouldn't be very good at it. But I'm <laughs> I'm keen to have a crack here. Like you, I'm on, you want to do an intro for yeah. our guests. I'm on zero off zero balls, and you're yep. on um, 65 off, you know, not many faced, and you're doing quite well. But I'd like to have a crack at introducing our next guest. Can I have a can I have you, go Mate, let's, let's, are, we, are we happy to do that? Brooksy, you're the producer. You're in charge of this ship. You're happy let's to let... Let's do it. All right. All right, so here right we go. Our next guest is well known to most as the head of main event TV here in Australia. He's also Australia's leading boxing commentator. But to me, he's a bloke who gets a haircut two minutes after he got his last one. He's a bloke <laughs> who's been freeloading off my Netflix login for the last five years. And he's also a bloke who's usually about six deep at this part of the day. And he's also... <laughs> He's one half of my favourite ever podcast, the No Dickheads Policy. Would you please welcome the great Ben Damon, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Ben Damon. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Filthy. Thank you so much, mate. That's um, <laughs> Of all the intros I've ever had, that was certainly one. Ah, thank um, you, mate. Yes. Your Netflix, um, yeah, you've watched a few interesting shows the last little bit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know no. if you want to catch up on the second half of those. But, ben, um, Benny's sliding something. in wrecking your algorithm, mate. Well, you know what happens is that my <laughs> missus is constantly going to me, why are you watching that, right? And I'm like, no, I'm like, that's Ben, that's Ben, Ben, Ben's got that. That's clear, that's clear. You've been having a well, bit It's of... a good smother for you. It works out quite nice there. Yeah. <laughs> it is, mate. How are you? Why did you watch the first eight minutes of that? <laughs> and that's the thing, too. You never finish anything. You jump in and then you jump back out again. It's weird. Oh, mate, it's... Oh, it's... places to be, mate, you know. Uh, but, yeah, no, thanks for that. That's I a... do appreciate it. That's all right, mate. When, when did you get your last haircut? Um, I'm on my way up now, actually. That's why I haven't got to the pub yet. So I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there shortly. Regular booking um, of an afternoon. So yeah, go and get one after one's sort of grown back an inch. Uh, yeah, why not, mate? Last year was uh, huge for Australian boxing. Do you have one highlight? Is there one thing that stood out? 
you jaw up a tyre with uh, his face hanging off, uh, winning the world title against Myris Bradis. Um, one of the bravest performances we've ever seen, not only in boxing in this country, but in sport, really. Um, he had uh, his jaw broken badly in the second round of the fight on one side. And then generally, if that happens, you stop whatever you're doing and you go get it fixed. But instead, he just continued on. Then later on, on the other side, it went. And uh, by the end of the fight, you could see his jaw was just dangling there, just just hanging off. And he continued to go forward and, and take on one of the biggest punches and the best cruiserweight in the world at the time, and Myris Bradis. And he beat him and he won the world title. So, uh, yeah, it was one of the most special uh, fights I've ever had the great privilege of calling. And certainly the highlights uh, overall for, for last year for us, just the sheer bravery and the significance of a win like that. So it was something um, something really, really special. Where's he jaw at now i mean obviously it's on the side of his face but is it has it moved back around like how's he how's his health it's been welded back in position yeah he's had he's had a bunch of plates stuck in it and at a point they were thinking we might have to take some of these back out but they've ended up leaving him there it was a, a nightmare for him and um that fight was in the middle of the year it was in july and he couldn't eat solid food until uh, just before christmas so um yeah it was a, a pretty difficult recovery for him i spoke to the doctor straight after the fight when he'd had a quick look at him and, and just said oh is that normal when one side goes like that that the other one goes he goes well how would i know because once one side goes, you stop doing whatever you're doing and you get it fixed up. But instead, he kept fighting and got punched in a bunch of times, which you just don't do. So the recovery was a, a really serious one for him. But um, yeah, he's good. He, he's all good now. He's he's eating solid foods, uh, which he, he'd absolutely love after having to blend uh, everything he was having for, for all those months. And um, yeah, he's, he's back in fighting shape and uh, hopefully an announcement for him on what he's doing next in the first third of next year to up a tire. But uh, yeah, something really special. Just uh, one of those moments that sort of goes uh, into the annals of Australian sporting history uh, alongside, um, yeah, some of those so moments like uh, John Sattler and the like, you know, some some really brave performances. Yeah, it's nice to hear a boxer described in the same way as a, as a toddler. He's eating solid foods. Good progress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of comparisons between boxers and toddlers at times. But, um, yeah, that's one of the more flattering ones we're going to have. So, yeah, he'll cop that, Jai. Mate, one of my favourite boxing moments of the year was a press conference that you hosted, and you mm. do it so well, uh, but almost got into a bit of a scuffle. It was my Michael Zarafa. Um, he has great yeah. coffee, Michael Zarafa. He, he does make great coffee. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he does. You've had a crack yeah, at Yeah, no, he did. He, he had a crack at me. I've, I've had an interesting relationship with... Um with Michael Zarafa for a long time. He's sort of the bad guy of Australian boxing. He blames me for him having that position, but uh, <laughs> I blame his personality. Um, <laughs> ultimately, um, yeah, it's a, it, we do have a bit of fun in those press conferences. He's actually a really good bloke. I enjoy a bit of banter with him, but uh, he, he's best known in recent times for doing the runner one week out from that fight against Tim Zhu, a, a fight that he chased for so long, you know. It was a fight that everyone wanted to see because it was sort of the emerging star of Australian boxing, the established bad guy and they were going to meet and there was a really spicy face-off piece that I did where um, Zarafa brought up uh, Ricky Hatton beating Tim's dad Koshizu and it got really fiery then a week out he pulled the pin so I just said to him in the press conference when we were sort of announcing his next major Australian fight are you sure you're going to turn up this time and, and he didn't much, <laughs> didn't much like it uh, threatened to knock me out and the like so um <laughs> which was fine, but we made up very quickly. I had to drive him to, to do a podcast about half an hour later, so we had to make up. <laughs> 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 
Since, uh, yeah, no, it, it was good. It, it got plenty of coverage right around the world. People were like, how's it going to be when you're in the room with him next? Like, you know, we work in boxing. It's it's essentially WWE in those press conferences. You know, we're, we're, sort, of, we're sort of having a bit of a play around. So, yeah, we're fine. <laughs> well, you mentioned Tim Zhu. No one seems to want to fight him at the moment. Charlo pulled out of the fight at the end of the month. What What is next for Tim? Yeah, so Jamel Charlo was meant to fight against Tim Zhu. We were meant to fly out for Vegas um, in a couple of days, in fact, but that got knocked in the head. On Christmas Day, uh, the news came through that Jamel Charlo, the undisputed world champion, the American, had broken his hand. So, um, yeah, that rules him out of that fight, and that fight's been postponed. They're looking to move towards doing that fight later in the year, probably the, uh, in the early part of the second half of the year with Tim fighting for all of the belts in America against Charlo. But he's decided he needs another fight in between. He doesn't want to uh, sit around because he only had one fight last year in March, in fact, when he went over to Minneapolis and uh, he beat Terrell Gachet. But uh, he hasn't had a great deal of activity over the last couple of years. So he's going to take another fight. We'll be making an announcement on that in the next couple of weeks. But it'll be a major world-ranked international opponent coming to Australia to fight against Tim Zhu, so a, a really big test for him, as well as a really good building fight for him. If he can get through this fight, and that's a, a test in itself, then he'll be even better placed when he does go in there against Charlo. So, yeah, it's been a, a little bit frustrating for him and for all of us, really, because I, I could have done with a trip to Vegas, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. But, um, yeah, it, it's it, it's not something he wants to just sit around and wait on. He's going to have another fight, build himself, and, and hopefully be in a really strong position to beat Jamel Charlo when they do fight. Mate, another guy we saw a lot of it early in the year was Harry Garside, and I love Harry. I love everything about him. He's uh, he's a great kid. He, he, we haven't seen much of him lately, although I did spot something on one of his Instagram stories because he's he's a bit out there in terms of like <laughs> like he's he's different. He's, he's yeah. a different different sort of a guy. He's different, but I like different. I think that if you're a bit normal, they're the, you, the other ones you'd you want to like different. Yeah. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like Ben Damon so much. Um, but <laughs> mate, he put a list of things on his Instagram of stuff that he's because he. <laughs> Saw that. Yeah, he's previously had that. a list of things that he'd like to do, <laughs> and he's Jeez, got... it'd free up some time for you, Phil. <laughs> well, yeah, let's get to it, right? So, without being graphic, because it's a little bit um, on the edge, he's decided that he's not going to gamble, right? So he's yep. not he's not gambling, and okay, well, fair enough. I don't know. He didn't mention that he had a gambling problem or anything, but he's just like no gambling at all. Um, the second one was he's not watching any adult films. He's done with adult films. Um, Okay, give you your login back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ben, you've got his Netflix login as well too. Yeah. Um, and the third one was he's not going to self-touch. He's not touching you. <laughs> I didn't know how to say this. He's no longer a wanker. And, uh, he's not touching himself for an entire year. Um, what's happening yeah. with, with Harry Garside? Where's he at? Oh, there's a lot going on, isn't there? Um I don't know. He's going to have a, a a very quiet year. I don't know how he fills his space, but he, he's punting. Um, Kino's his favourite. That's that's what he enjoys. Oh, he right, loves really? going and yeah. and playing some of the numbers at Kino. So he, he's going to give that up. You know, well, yeah, not I mean, too big a stretch. I wouldn't have thought, but um, no. the rest of it might be a bit harder. Um, I've watched a bit he, of uh, yeah. I've, I've watched some of those adult films, and I've gotten a bit Kino as well. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. Jeez, oh, um, I'm going to go back and listen to some of the episodes of the podcast. Yeah. Oh. Like that. It just takes me back. Um, <laughs> no, he, he, you're right, Philby. He's, he's a different sort of a character. He's a great bloke, though. Jeez, he's a, he's a breath.
breath of fresh air. He's um he's only in his early twenties, but um you do learn something from him every time you talk to him. It's really interesting. And he is always about challenging himself. He, he does all these things that um he he decides to make himself uncomfortable for a while. And I'm guessing that all of this is a along those lines as well. He's got a few other bits and pieces planned. One of them, and and you and I have discussed this before, Steve, is that uh, he wants to do stand up comedy at some point. He'd probably be terrible at it, which I think uh, <laughs> well, it would absolutely him. help him. He'd, he'd get up there and and make himself very uncomfortable but he's the sort of bloke who he'd just let it wash over him and he'd learn from it and he'd go back up there again and he'd probably make a success of it because he's just one of those guys who's who's um so committed to improving himself in in every way and um yeah probably something we should have thought of doing uh, at an early stage in our own lives well we have is he is he looking for a fight though because he's been off the radar in terms of a fight because Philpy's available yeah jeez <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll be um yeah, it'll be a cold spring by the time he gets there, won't he? Yeah. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he'll have a fight. Uh, I suggest we'll see Harry Garside uh, in his return fight in March of this year in Sydney. Um, he's, um, yeah, he's sort of um, been off the radar in that sense, mainly because he had a busted hand that he had to go and rehabilitate. But instead of taking a break, he's done all these running challenges. I don't know if you've seen what he's been doing on his social media, but he, he ran, I don't even know, like a countless laps of Bondi Beach at some point, and he's done marathons and, and Ironmen and all sorts of bits and pieces. So he's not going to come back in uh, in dusty shape. He's, he's looked after himself in the interim, and he's training hard, and he's boxing now. His hand's all good. He's throwing punches. So, yeah, we'll see him back in action uh, in March, which is really exciting because he's such a great character, but he's a brilliant boxer as well. Of course, he won a, a bronze medal at the Olympic Games, which sort of shot him into the public consciousness, but then he's become become this mainstream star every time you put any uh, show on telly or, or listen on the radio he's doing something he's getting a lot of gigs but um, he needs to get back in the ring if he wants to hold up all that stuff because that's what people know him for and he is very good at it and we'll see him again soon thankfully so he's had a busted hand can we confirm that's a training accident not a reason for the list <laughs> well, maybe it all, I, I don't know maybe it all falls into place maybe yeah they're all one after the other I don't know how he's doing it but um yeah, it's, uh, it's something he's had to overcome, but he's going to have another year of, uh, of quiet hand time as well, which will help. We saw a lot of, uh, as we have most years, a lot of NRL players having a crack in the boxing ring. Are there any that we, you know, guys who haven't had a fight who we might see this year? Um, I think they're all welcome. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, they can certainly have a go. There's always talk about one day maybe Latrell Mitchell jumps in there. He's obviously affiliated with the good people at No Limit who put on some of the big shows here in Australia. Maybe we see him at some point down the track and that would be absolutely enormous given the size of, of star that he is and the, the talent that he possesses. Um, that's not uh, anywhere close just now, but um, some that have been moving around. So I know Matt Lodge was meant to have a fight um, in December of last year. It fell over. He was in Dubai, in fact, uh, waiting for the fight to take place and the whole card fell over. I was about to fly over and commentate the fights. He was down the bottom of a, a pretty handy card um, with uh, a couple of uh, more notable Australian boxers, and it, it didn't end up happening. So I'm sure we'll see him at some point. Um, it's, it's not the first time, though, no uh, an overseas fight went bad for him, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were a few lines uh, <laughs> said along those lines around that time. But uh, apparently... 
he goes pretty well. I, I haven't seen all the footage uh, from that incident, but apparently he does go pretty well in a boxing sense as well. They were saying he was touching up quite a few um, more uh, known <laughs> boxers in his sparring. So, yeah, maybe he's going to be something uh, that needs to be handled when he gets going because uh, apparently there's a bit of ability there. Uh, Paul Gallen's the one who's always been flying the flag for us. He's officially retired, but... Surely now that uh, Sonny B. Williams has been beaten by Mark Hunt, you'd think that there's some big money being thrown at um, uh, at Gal to come back and fight against uh, Sonny at some point. Um, I know he said that he won't do it. He, he's been very clear on that, that he is retired. But, uh, gee, if there's that, that weight of cash for him, who knows if he does return. Is that what you – do you see that on the cards? What's going to happen with Sonny? I know the Mark Hunt thing, he, he was talking about hanging it up as well. Um, yeah. what, what do you see for Sonny Bill? Because he's obviously a supreme athlete and a very talented Yeah, it's, it's hard to know with him because he is obviously, yeah, yeah an, an incredible athlete. But um, whether he really wanted to box or if it was more the people he was hanging around, obviously he's close friends with Anthony Mundine and his dad and he's got Coda Nasser around. And they all obviously thought that he'd be very good and sort of helped move him towards that. But whether his heart was always truly in it, no one really knew. So now that he's had a loss um, and a pretty bad one too against a, an ageing Mark Hunter, hit him some huge shots and really did hurt him. Uh, maybe there's a part of him that just goes that's enough. But then there'll be a lot of people and a lot of money that start to talk and say, no, you've got to keep going and you can't finish like that. Um, a rematch with Mark Hunt is, is obviously a, a strong possibility. Um, he'd love to get in there with Paul Gallen. Um, Gal would probably fancy that fight again now as well, despite the fact he is officially retired so yeah I don't really know um, what we'll see but I'm sure there's a lot of people whispering in his ear Sonny Bill saying come on come back there'll be a lot of money in it for all of us so uh, when that's being said uh, more often than not they do come back and have another go. Mate after a certain prank call happened on this station yesterday you haven't received any calls from a, a one James the missile Magnus and have you in regards to a fight with me at all? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't. No. Uh, what sort of money's on the table? So, <laughs> no, what I don't. Time of nights are taking place. Yeah, I'm not in. I'm not keen. There's no. There's no oh, keen to see there's it. No interest here. Well, I'd rather go with you than James Magnuson, though. I think he's uh, a bit too rangy, isn't he? Yeah, he's got. Yeah. Well, he's got good reach, doesn't good he? Good reach. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm very good at running. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you'll win the five by hundred meters. Yeah, yeah no, exactly pretty... right. Hey, uh, Ben, just on the just on the other athletes. Like, so we see the rugby league players getting involved, and we love to see them get involved in boxing. But are there any other athletes out there you reckon should have a go? Like, I mean, the missiles, he's rangy, he's got big shoulders, but who, who do we think? Because I'm thinking there are some fiery athletes yeah, out there. I, well, Nick Kyrgios, oh, yes, a million percent. Yeah, yes. He needs to fight. We've been talking about it for <laughs> for years. How do we convince Nick Kyrgios and his team that he that he should do it? And um, the mail always comes back, well, he can't fight at all. So uh, <laughs> it's not always a problem, though. You can build it up to the point where people don't really care about that part of it so um i'd love to see curios against well he's almost got sort of everyone offside at some stage <laughs> hasn't he so there's no shortage of potential opponents for him but wouldn't that be a fantastic build-up to see curios and uh you know the press conferences would be incredible and the build-up in itself uh, I, I think he's the obvious one but um yeah, there's, there's plenty out there. There's plenty of divisive characters in uh, Australian and global sport at the moment. I think, he, you know, uh, Kyrgios' first target potentially for a fight would be his own box. 
Yeah, like, <laughs> I know. Yeah, well, I don't know if he could talk like that to his trainers if he was boxing. You, like, you have a mouth guard in for starters, but, <laughs> but turning around in between rounds, and just giving it to them for their lack of support when he'd been punched in the face, it sort of starts to take a different dynamic, doesn't it? So, um, yeah, I, I'd love to see it. I hope that he does it one day. But the word is that he can't fight, which um, which could hold him back to some extent. Because the Bernard Tomic Kyrgios fight, I don't think anyone would care, right? If neither oh. of them could fight, right? The fight's nah. the winner on the night. Yeah. Oh, yeah, boxing would, would win uh, for sure and the pay-per-view would be enormous and um, we'd all be very happy. I, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, Kyrgios still uh, competitive in, in, in his uh, tennis world at the moment, but uh, Tomic not so much, so maybe there's a bit of a call on his side. But, yeah, uh, I think one day it'd be it'd be good to see, but it it just makes sense for Nick Kyrgios. It's, um, it's sort of made for him. What about outside of sport? We've seen Jake Paul, uh, YouTube prankster. I mean, there's a prankster in here that I reckon could go all right in the ring. Um, is there anyone out there in the Austra- in the Australian landscape outside of sport we'd, you'd like you think it'd be a good draw card at the very least? Well, we, you act like we haven't thought about this. Who could we find yeah. that people would be willing to to watch fight? But there's not really anyone. I, I think it will grow that sort of you know the YouTube. Uh, world and, and all the other bits and pieces it's just the size of the market here at the moment we don't quite have those sorts of names but you could go mainstream there's plenty of tv personalities that, that polarize yeah. um oh, talk back radio types yeah what about like if you're talking about youtube and and you know social media like jimmy reese you know uh, you know jimmy, oh, like oh, jimmy giggle like. yeah jimmy giggle he does all the videos and he's real popular yeah. like he could fight i don't know like a kid that you know is a bit older now and that he told to go to bed back yeah, when he was doing gig on right. her. Yes. I didn't want to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, there'd be something. Yeah, look, he, he's welcome. Um, we'll, we'll take him. I don't know what his reach is like uh, in well, an I online do. sense yeah. or, or in the ring, but um, as long as uh, both are decent, we'll take him. But, but it, all of these uh, people are options. There's 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 so many mainstream stars, and if you can build a rivalry, that's all that really matters. Um, they don't even really need to be able to fight. People just get so excited one way or the other, and um, yeah, people are willing to to buy it and and watch the fight. Then promoters will be willing to uh, to put it on, and that's what they've always um, that's sort of how it's always worked. So um, yeah, keep thinking, boys. If you come up with anything really good, yeah. then let us know. We'll, I've uh, got we'll one. make some calls. I've got one straight up. What about like the Sky good. News team? Um, they fight the, the whole of the project. <laughs> Right, so you, oh. so you Royal got Rumble style, yeah, full full Royal Rumble. You got the, all the Sky News. You got like Rowan Dean. You got like Paul Murray. Paul Murray's got a cigar. He comes out with a bathrobe on and a cigar. <laughs> they, they're going to need boxing names. What are we giving Paul Murray? Yeah, I don't know, loser. Yeah, no. what are we giving Paul oh, Murray? Oh, on the list. On the list. Paul Murray's on the list. I think Philby's going to have to fight everyone in Australian media by the end of this week. He is throwing bombs. Uh, ben, mate, you are essentially here to promote uh, main event boxing. Mate, what is coming up next for main event, getting us back to your actual job, mate? Um, mate, we've got a bit of UFC in the next little bit. There's a, the massive event, obviously, in Perth uh, coming up. But before that, uh, most excitingly for us in boxing, um, 
it's not actually our main event. We're putting it on Fox Sports and, and KO, just on the normal channel, channels. But an Aussie kid, Liam Wilson, is fighting for a legitimate world title in Arizona. It's the 4th of February. It's a Saturday around lunchtime. And Liam Wilson is someone who's sort of um, jumped to a fair bit of prominence in a pretty quick time in Australian boxing. He's he's had a couple of explosive knockouts. He's got this left hook that just renders people unconscious time and time again. But after just 12 fights, he's going in against one of the best in the world, a Mexican superstar, Emmanuel Navarrete. Um, they're fighting for the WBO Super Featherweight World title. It's a, a really big opportunity for an Aussie who's uh, a really impressive young bloke. So uh, he, he'll go in a significant underdog, but he is fighting against the man who's proved a superstar in uh, smaller weight divisions, stepping up the Super Featherweight for the first time. So he goes in with a, a reasonable chance. And uh, if he were to win a fight like that, it would be one of the greatest victories ever by an Australian boxer overseas, really, to, to fight against someone so experienced, so established, and such a superstar and to win in only your 13th professional fight in what is a legitimate world title fight would be absolutely enormous. So um, that's really the focus for us at the moment. Uh, Liam Wilson against Emmanuel Navarrete. But then uh, we'll be starting to announce uh, the Tim Zoo event which um, isn't too far away. So an announcement on that pretty soon and a couple of other Fox Sports shows as well that are, are ready to be announced. So it's going to be an extremely busy year. Um, some some major fights uh, around the corner and hopefully a few more world titles for the Aussies. Wait. Unreal having you on the show. Um, keep just, you know, using my Netflix for free, you massive... <laughs> you, I, was, no, I don't know what I was going to say there, but, you know... Um, <laughs> Something he would have said if we weren't on radio, it's I can a, guarantee. Yeah. It's about time I got. Are there some... any series that you're halfway through? I could go and watch a couple. Of yeah, mate. Go up. mess up his. Go mess up his algorithm. Hit some anime or something weird that he's <laughs> not going to be into. But mate, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, you are the reason Australian boxing is flying so high. So thank you, Ben Damon, for joining us. Thanks so much, boys. Enjoying the show. Uh, keep going. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Thank you for Benny Damon there. Uh, always an absolutely great guest. We're about to go to a break. After the break, we're still taking your calls and your texts. Call us or text us anytime. Give us a 1300 01 1170 or shoot us a text on 0457 uh, 736 736. You're listening to the Summer Run Home on SEN thanks to Hyundai and Blunston. We'll see you after the break. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Welcome back to the Summer Run Home on SEN. Yes, it's the Summer Run Home on SEN. You're with Barney and Philby all this week. And uh, we're taking your calls and texts. Uh, 1300-01-1170 is the number to call if you've got something to say. Or if uh, you want to just text in 0457-736-736. Off the back of our great chat with uh, main event boxing expert Ben Damon, uh, the texts are coming in here, uh, Philby. They are. They're thriving in. We did get a guy who suggested that we... We're sort of going for the gags rather than talk about young boxers. But um, I don't know if you missed it. But there was like Jai Apatea who we spoke about. We spoke about Liam Wilson. We spoke about Harry Garside. That's three. Um, yeah, I think yeah. I think Brendan was more saying that um, what about what a joke. What about supporting young boxers instead of trying to find the next circus freak? I think he's talking about the uh, gotcha the the ex athletes and when you and I were saying let's let's see a couple of YouTubers go at it um yeah, yeah well, well I think it's a balance Brendan you know what I mean and that's one of the good things about boxing is occasionally you will get these uh, these odd fights that seem like novelties but if they're on a card with some good young boxers and that's how we 
the public get to see these young boxers uh, ply their trade, hopefully they can then be in line for a decent-sized purse. 100%. You see all of these um, boxing cards in Australia these days, whether it is, you know, Paul Gallen fighting two guys in the one night or whatnot, there's always six or seven fights of, like, great up-and-coming boxers coming through, and that's what they do really well, um, those legends. So, yeah. And just on the circus freaks, uh, Paul <laughs> said, sounds great, guys. There's going to be a queue 10 miles long to fight bloody Nick. Um, but what about Nick versus Tomic's? Tom, uh, Tomic, the Battle of the Lemons, Paul from Narrabeen. That's, he's it's given a, it a title. Bo, yeah, you want to promote the, the fight, <laughs> Paul? Well, gonna... Mate, it's an interesting one. Who do you go for in that fight? Like, cause, you know, because I know most people detest Nick Kyrgios. But I you, don't. You, I don't mind him. Yeah, I don't have a problem with him either. But um, you know, the general consensus is that. So it'd be a difficult fight because remember when Mundine used to fight and he was polarizing and everyone yeah. hated him. <laughs> this one, it's like, oh, I hope they kind of just punch each other and they both knock each other out. Or some, <laughs> yeah, some sort, I guess. Uh, that's it. The... Well, the Battle of the Lemons, let's hope we see it at some stage. Uh, right now, though, we're going to go take some news and we'll be back very soon talking some NRL new rules. You're listening to The Summer Run Home on SEN. Yes, this is The Summer Run Home on SEN uh, with thanks to Hyundai. Hyundai tur- Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now and Blunston. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, you can do that at any time. one three hundred zero one eleven seventy, or text in 0457-736-736. Now, it's time to talk uh, some NRL news, gentlemen. We... Uh, Today, uh, the uh, the NRL have um, put out the uh, the well, basically they've announced there's going to be no new rules for the 2023 season, um, which is uh, well, that's a bit of a different thing from the last few years. But aren't there some new rules? No, well, they're saying there's some new rule interpretations. Oh, okay. So just so an interpretation, seven <laughs> interpretations yeah. of existing rules. Uh, so. Uh, well, let's just go from the top. Tries, the first uh, interpretation they've changed is tries will be awarded if the ball rotates from the hand to the wrist or forearm, provided there is no obvious separation between the ball and the hand or arm. So um, uh, previous interpretation was if if in the act of scoring a try, the, sort of, they lost the grip of the ball, but it didn't lose contact with the, the wrist or the forearm. They had to re-grip the ball. Yep. Um, before it went down. Otherwise, it would be uh, a knock-on. So as long as that's in the in-goal area, that's now going to be a, uh, a be a try. What do we think of that one? Yay, nay? When I heard it, I just wasn't sure that I'd seen enough of it for it to be an indifferent interpretation of the rule. I was like, are we, is that happening a lot? Is there heaps of it? This is this is an interpret. This is this whole rule is just uh, prior to the fact that we have a um, video ref. Yes, now. yeah, that's so, a great point, isn't it? Yeah. There, like these these are rules that just didn't need to exist before you had video refs looking at the looking at the uh, the grounding and that sort of stuff. It's something that doesn't come up. You wouldn't even know in real time most of the time. So I don't mind that one. I think that makes it simpler. Like because I do feel like sometimes it can be a bit deflating when. Uh, a try is disallowed because they're getting too nitpicky. Well, did he try and regrip it? Didn't he try? It? Look, was there separation? No, there wasn't. The ball moved a bit, but it's in the ground. In the in goal, he grounded it. Who cares? Well, it's sort of like what the cricket's going through at the moment. Like you're seeing these all absolute classic catches being, yeah, um, yeah, taken back questioned and and delaying the the process. I think that's what we're seeing. We're seeing some awesome plays, and or it might be off an amazing kick. And there's like slight loss of possession, and they've got to regrip it and all this stuff. 
I think it's an entertain like the entertainment side of things. You want to see them go as tries. You don't want necessarily all this time and then it being brought back yeah. and then it being a twenty meter restart and all this stuff. It's just like, come on, you got to give the attacking side a bit of benefit of the doubt here. Do you remember when Jamie Lyon scored that try years ago from his stomach? Wasn't it? When he can, also yeah can, yeah. You, can you still do that? No, no, it's good no. on part of the arm. Yeah, oh, yeah, so that's... Arm um, or wrist. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. last year. Unless he regathered off the torso, yeah. he would have yeah. had no chance. <laughs> Down with the yeah. yes. arm coming out of his torso. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, 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 I like that one myself. Uh, next one, this one, I think, I don't know many people will argue with this one. Clubs can activate the 18th man after two failed HIAs. Uh, previously, that was three HIAs. Um, you know what? The HIAs, they're more common because we're looking after the players and, and their uh, their heads. So we need to then – you've just got to adjust. I think the 18th man after two failed HIAs, I'd rather see a full-strength side out there, um, you know, the 18th man out there and able to use the 18th man rather than having to wait for a third HIA. There is a small issue with 18th mans, I reckon, in terms of that them not getting a lot of game time. In you know, because sometimes the the club will have the same 18th man for like maybe three games in a row. They're not getting a game, and they're, they're not allowed to play in the New South Wales mm. Cup, are they? Before, so I've got a solution for this. Yeah. Bring back, you know, your reserve bench should have been your players from reserve grade. Yes. At least, I reckon you need at least two blokes that played reserve grade to back up. Yeah, 100%. Go old school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Because if you think about it, you want that 18th man is quite quite often someone who's a bit versatile, mm. but it's also a guy who is very close to being a starting player in the team anyway. Um, Semi, Semi Sasagi for, from the team that I follow. Um, <laughs> I'm trying not to mention it. Um, he There was about three or four games in a row last year where he was the 18th man and got no game time. So eventually that's going to impact them, isn't it? Well, some coaches don't even use their 16th and 17th men. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can make a point there, but yeah, it's with one less, it's going to be more 18th men getting on the field this year for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I, I think this is a good change. It just shows where the, where the game's at yeah. at, the, at this point, especially with the HIAs, you know, they're, they're becoming more common blokes being ruled out with HIAs. So, I mean, I, I think it's just, you know, something they got to do. I think they should make it more a big deal about the 18th man coming up. Like the crowd, oh, the crowds yes. get into it. Like all of a sudden you go, have a look at this off the bench, the 18th man. And the crowd just start chanting 18th. The 18th man has to do to a sprint up and down the sideline. hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. The yeah. old school warm ups. Yeah. Get the crowd really, <laughs> yeah, get, really get going. The slow clap going, you know, hey, <laughs> with a big hey, robe. Team. Got a big robe on. Got a yeah. big robe. Yeah. It says 18. Rip it off when it's been activated. <laughs> yeah. Or they're on the bike, right? And you know, they had it just pedaling at a certain speed. Like the crowd knows, right? So it's activated up to a big screen. And as soon as like he's been told he's about to come on, the eighth man, the revs kick up, his, his legs start going like, and it goes, and it links up to like fireworks. Eighth man. Right. That was a bit silly, that one. Sorry. No, I like the showmanship. I'm thinking, I'm thinking um, this is spinal tap, you know, the eggs. Oh, yes. The eighteenth man, like in a tube, uh, just in the corner. Oh, and they've yeah. got to break the glass. What was that Schwarzenegger film? The running man? Yeah, running man. Yeah. yeah. So jump into those slides, like, yeah. Down they come. They, they have to break the emergency <laughs> glass on the bench. We're activating the 18th. They press the 18th man button. It comes up on the screen. Boom, boom. 18th man activated. Bam. It's, you know what? <laughs> you and I don't know a lot about sport, but we know a little bit about show business. Activations. And, uh, <laughs> reach out NRL because we could really make this a spectacle. I think we just described it's a knockout, didn't we? Um, yeah. oh, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. It's... <laughs> Bad name if we're talking HOAs. Yeah. But oh, um, right. anyway, we'll move on from that.
What else the you bunker. got? The yeah. bunker yeah. can now only intervene for acts of foul play that are deemed reportable. So, oh, right. So they're not just nitpicking. But well, I don't mind they that still either. will. I reckon <laughs> there'll still be some nitpicking. But so yeah, rather is this going to stop blokes laying down? Is that? Yeah, you, you'd hope so. This is. I, I think this is aimed at that. Aimed at stopping the blokes, you know, to who are carrying on a bit, um, who are trying to milk milk the penalty after the fact. So, I mean, it's obviously they they need some level to intervene on the the egregious ones. Um, but I'd, how much? How much? genuinely foul player the referees on the field missing. Like you got a referee, two touch judges. You're hoping that if it's something that's pretty reportable, they're not missing a lot of it. But I mean, it, is that, it, do you think that's going to be a problem? No, I mean, hopefully it just speeds up the game again. Yeah. And we're not um, in maybe after two weeks of blokes milking, you know, staying down, getting their arm, doing a bit of this and that, that the, and they move on, blokes stop doing it. So I, I'm assuming that's where they're going with that. Now, in terms of speeding up the game, this next one, this is, this is, uh, I love these sort of um, changes to little rules and stuff. Yeah. The referee now <laughs> will, uh, held release will now be uh, called, will be used when the tackle's complete rather than separate calls of held release. <laughs> <laughs> It's just going to be held, release. Yeah, because there's a bit of that, isn't there, where they're like, they're still going. They feel like yeah, they're yeah. still moving and they're like held and then blokes. Release are, now. Yeah, and then what we're doing is. Roll off him, release. Cameron. Cameron, <laughs> get off him. Come on, mate. Mate, people are waiting. Well, we spoke about this earlier with the um, stop and go uh, scenario. Those Brazilian girls. We should get those Brazilian girls back. And they're like, oh, yeah. Different signs. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of um, stop and go, it's got like a hold release. Yeah. Yeah. Hold release. Yeah. They, they need to spin it real quick. Uh, the refs also will have an option of a full penalty for multiple offside infringements without requiring a mandatory sin bin, uh, which I think Fine. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's, yeah. once again, we're getting pretty technical. Offside scrum infringements will now incur a full penalty rather than a set restart. Once again, that makes sense because, yep. you Pick know, it out. what are you restarting a set that's, <laughs> that's coming so, out of a scrum? There were so many happening. So yeah. maybe this might change it that people won't be breaking from the scrum early or being offside at the scrum. Mm. Yeah. Because they'll get another penalty. And <laughs> the non-infringing team um, can still choose to repack the scrum if they want. If they want to go try for the pushover try <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'd like to hear from you. What would you like to see added or removed from the uh, NRL? Get involved. one three hundred zero one eleven seventy or zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Right now, we're heading to a quick break. We'll be taking your calls and texts, though. Uh, you're listening to the Summer Run Home with thanks to Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now and Blunston, Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Back soon. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Welcome back to the Summer Run Home on SEN. Yes, it is the summer run home. You're with Barney and Philpy all afternoon. If you want to get involved, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy is the number to call or text us zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. We're talking about NRL rules. We'd like to see changed, uh, gentlemen. You got anything? Uh, well, let's go to you, Philpy, first. Um, I've got two. Uh, I've I've been a big fan of this. I'd have no refs, right? I know this <laughs> sounds silly, but 
You remember down the park? Honor back in, system? Yeah, back in the day down the park, you'd go, gee, score, mate. And yeah, nah, dropped it. Okay, sweet, move on. Yeah, I think the game it. would move on better. But I do have a genuine, like a, a genuine rule change. One that annoys me is in the play the ball, right? So the play the ball just happened. Someone's attempted to play the ball. They haven't played the ball what the referee deems correctly. There's no knock on from the dummy half, right? So it just wobbled a bit off the foot or they haven't quite yeah. rolled it probably. And the ref does that, that'll do, knock on. But yeah. there, there isn't actually a knock on. Now, yeah. the, the only person that's um, disaffecting, is that a word, by the way, <laughs> is the, play, the player playing the ball. Like, if yeah. you don't play the ball properly, the defense then can move up, up on you quicker, right? So I'm for just let it play on, right? And that way, then it's bad luck to you rather than just stopping it. Speaking of playing on, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to head to a break. Uh, Stick around, though. Coming up, we're going to be chatting to uh, Gorinda Sandu. It's going to be great. You're on the Summer Run Home with Barney and Philby.